Hi, guys. I am just so thankful I'm not working on taxes right this minute. I mean, that, that, that was just being an honest thing. Like, I try to go through the, oh, let's do a tail riding and find stuff and all that kind of thing. And I showed Benjamin that y'all, y'all know what a tallit is. I mean, this is a Jewish prayer show. And like at a wedding, this would be all white. I have one of those somewhere. But this is the one the guys wear. And the reason I have it up here is because I want to remind me that we're going to talk about these, these tassels on the end right there. And they're blue and white. And I'm told that the uh, little knots, the way they tie the knots, it spells out different titles of God on each corner. They're knotted differently. I say that, and these are probably knotted exactly alike, but yeah, somewhere. So turn with me to um, Numbers chapter 15. Last time I was up, we were talking about uh, Joshua and Caleb and um, how the people had become fearful after the 12 spies uh, had gone in, one, one from each tribe uh, that picked a leader, so they weren't just a person that's good at spying out stuff, they were leaders, and uh, Joshua and Caleb said, you know, they reported that there was all these giants in the land and all this stuff and that they just couldn't take it and they said we felt like we were grasshoppers they were so big and joshua and caleb saying no god's with us we can take it but the other 10 talked everybody out of it and then all the older people those over 20 started saying things gosh you just brought us out in the desert for us to die and our kids are going to die out here and then god showed up And God said, no, but you're not going to go in. In fact, your kids who you said, I'm going to let die in the desert, they're going to go in. Everybody under 20, they're going to go in. But you're going to wander around out here in the desert until you die. Forty years. One year for each day the spies were in. 40 years in the desert. And even Moses didn't get to go in because Moses, there was a story, you remember one time that God says they wanted water and God tells him to strike this particular rock and they did and water started gushing out. Okay, and so there was a second time that God had told him to speak to the rock instead of strike it it's like symbolic of Jesus' life, you know. And Moses is so upset with him that he hits it. And being the repre- you know, it's like we, we think, gosh, God's hard on Moses. But, you know, Moses knew him, had talked to him. He remember out in the desert, took his shoes off. He said, you're on holy ground. He told God told him, I'm sending you back. And Moses has been out there from the time, out in the desert uh, since he was... I mean, for these extra 40 years, is like he was 80 years old when that started. He lived to be 120. And so anyway, God, they're all looking to Moses, what he does and says. And, I, you know, in that particular time, God had told him to talk to the rock, and he didn't. He hit it. And God said, you know, 
I told you to speak to it. And because you didn't, you're not going to get to go in. I'll let you see the promised land, but I won't let you go in. And so Moses did get to go up on top of a mountain and could see the land across the Jordan. But he didn't get to go in. Joshua and Caleb were the only two old guys that got to go in the promised land. And then everybody that was under 20 got to go. So that's the way chapter 14 ends. And chapter 15 is then God starts giving some other instructions. He, he says, uh, this is New American Standard. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, when you enter the land, he's, God's already moved on sort of like, now this is a 40-year thing, but it's like, okay, I'm already planning for the next part of this. After this, is all of y'all die, die out out here, you know, the 40 years. You young ones are still going to go in, so he starts telling me, he says, when, when you enter the land where you are to live, which I'm giving you, then I want you, and you want to make an offering by fire to the God, to God, a burnt offering of a sacrifice to fulfill a special vow. So, you, you know, this is a Jewish thing to do a lot of times, make a vow about something. Or as a free will offering, you just want to give, like today. This is really sort of like, what, Brooke, what you're saying. You know, it's, it's just of your free will to give. God doesn't say you have to. You know, we're just giving. Or in a special appointed times to make a, 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 a very nice aroma. Uh, to go up before the Lord, they would put incense and stuff and and things on it from uh, and uh, from the herd or from the flock. So maybe you got also incense, and then you've got the smell of of um, barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how great that smells like, right? So this really so God. You know, we we we. Just sometimes you think about God, and He's kind of off, and He's kind of like a cloud, and He's like you know and. He do, I mean, he does appear where we can't see him, you know, because it's God the Father. It's sort of like a cloud. But we forget that he made all this stuff. And he didn't make it like, well, I'm other than you, so I don't enjoy this. No, he likes the same things that he made for us because these were things he already liked. And so he likes food cooking. He likes putting together some incense that when you light them they smell good he likes he likes the landscape to look good he gave them special instructions if they need to go to the bathroom out in the desert and that was so that when god passed by i don't want to see which part of the desert you use for the bathroom like wow god cares about well he's real visual well, he smells stuff. He can feel things. He can, he's got all, not just the five senses that we have, he's got more sensing than we have. Because, he, well, he's the creator. You know? And if you can just speak, whatever that is, I mean, is it like words? If you were there when he made all of this, he spoke and there was light. I mean, did, what is that like? You know, had we been an observer on the side? I don't know. He's God. But he's personal. This is just, wow. Okay, so he goes down and he gives them stuff and he tells them about different kinds of, of offerings in here. 
And then down in verse 13, he says, All who are native shall do these things in this manner. And he's talking about the Jewish people that's his people, right? That he's, that's, you know, they're his. In preparing an offering by fire, soothing aroma to the Lord, 13 and 14, if an alien sojourns with you, someone that's not Jewish, but they're hanging out with you. If, if you re remember when they left Egypt, there were people, Egyptians, who had been around the Jewish people and really preferred how the Jewish people lived and God. And so when they crossed the Red Sea and left town, they went with them. And I, I guess they kind of uh, assimilated them or maybe they let them stay. Not like that, but even as they travel along, they pick up people that hang with them, become, you know, we got people in this country that aren't American citizens, but they love being in this country. And so they're aliens. So he says, if an alien sojourns you or one who may be among you throughout your generations and he wishes to make an offering by fire as a, 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 a soothing aroma to the Lord, just as you do, so he shall do. Okay, so they can also make an offering too. As for the assembly, there shall, and he's talking about everybody together. As for the assembly, there shall be one statue for you, this verse 15, and for the alien who sojourns with you, a perpetual statue throughout your generations. As you are, so shall the alien be before the Lord. So, the way you act as my children, as the Jewish people, and those that are living with you or hanging out with you, I want them to, it's the same thing for them too. They don't have to be Jewish to do these things, but I want them to do, I want them to do these things. Verse 16, there is to be one law and one ordinance for you and for the alien who sojourns with you. So God wants people that are hanging out with his people to follow the same things. Because, now how do we, we can't really enforce that. We can, we can encourage that with people that going, you know, God likes his children to do this and not do that. So if you're, come along and hang out with God's people. You don't have to become one. We hope they do. We hope God speaks to them sometime. But we go, he's happy if you do this or that. He, won't, he wants you to do things or not do things. That makes sense, right? I know it's like trying to make it simple. Yes, that's, that's the ones that's been attracted to it. Not just doing it because, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what weakens the church across this country, any, any, the church in any country. He, told, he tells us to be salt and light to people, 
So, so on one of those things is that that light is sort. Of, we're like out in the desert, you know, like they they say in the desert uh, in the southwest because humidity's so low, that you can literally strike a match. And if you're 50 miles away and it's a straight line because the Earth's curved, but if you're like on a hill and stuff like, you strike a match at 50 miles, they can see the match strike. Now that is clarity. That's lack of atmospheric, you know, moisture do that so he tells us to be like that to be a light and not put it under a container so so but put it be a light so that everybody can see and another place he tells us to be salt and then he warns that so what if you're what if you're salt but you've lost your saltiness then it's not good for anything you throw it out because it it doesn't perform its duty of keeping things and also making things tastier, but it, as a preserver, right? So that's good, Jimmy. So he tells them about uh, food and, and uh, their dough. And then I was looking down, let's see. And verse 24 says, and then it shall be, if it's done unintentionally. Let's see if I, I didn't flag that part right there. Um, see where it starts. How about verse 22? And when you unwillingly fail and do not observe all these commands, commandments, which the Lord has spoken to Moses, even all that the Lord has commanded you through Moses from the day when the Lord gave commandments and, and onward throughout your generations, then it shall be, if it is done unintentionally, without the knowledge of the congregation, that all the congregation shall offer a bull. Now, that's a really expensive offering, a bull, okay? For a burnt offering as a, a soothing aroma to the Lord. That would smell good as, as it cooks, you know. They give it, puts it on the fire. And with the grain offering and its drink offering, according to the ordinance, and one male goat for the sin offering. So they have all these stipulations of how that God had it would work out for them they would they would understand all of this and it, it keeps on he, he's giving these precise stuff then verse 25 then the priest shall make an atonement for all the congregation of the sons of israel and they will be forgiven for it was an era and they'll be brought their offering and offering by fire to the lord and and they're being very precise and their sin offering before the lord for their era this is written like this so that people reading it later like can't get mixed up it's like he says it in very precise, and sometimes he'll flip it around and say it again, but a little bit differently. So they like it's not like uh, what do you think he thinks about this? He, he's got it down. Um, verse twenty-six. So all the congregation of the sons of Israel will be forgiven, and the alien who sojourns sojourns among them, for it happens to to all the people through era. Also, if one person sins unintentionally, then he shall offer a one-year-old. He gives that. Okay, I want to go down. Okay, verse 30. But the person who does anything defiantly, whether he is native or an alien, that one is blasphemed against the Lord. He's, he's you know, he's purposely going against what God says. So that's a big deal. And that person shall be cut off from among his people. 
Verse 31, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment, that person shall be completely cut off. His guilt will be on him. So God is saying, this is a big deal. I've, I've given you what to do and not to do, and I want you to do this because you're, you're my people. I've got these rules are for you. You know, the, they follow how God says how I think. And I want you to, to do things like I want things because it's all meaningful to me. You know, it, it's, it's like the Ten Commandments. You know, the, these are not stuff so that you can't do stuff. It's so that life will be better. And any culture that doesn't live that way, life starts having problems. Our governor has just passed a law that goes into effect January the 1st, 2023, that says that you no longer have to have a gun permit for a concealed weapon. You can w have it in your clothing, and you're not breaking the law of Alabama. 22 other states have passed this. And she says it's because life has got, lawlessness has, is more rampant in places, and she wants Alabama to be safe and has come up with this. Um, it's a, it's a, America's had great awakenings. America has had times where it didn't, you know, and it, and it wasn't going well. So we need another awakening. Singing that song, you know, that Kevin Frost song, is, it's not just a song. It comes from Scripture. We confess the sins. Yeah. You promised that if we confess, you would forgive. You know, that, that, um, a lot of large cities that I've been to that now I'd, I'd probably have a second thought about going there. I'd probably check with people before I went. Um, verse 31, because he has despised the word of the Lord. Now we're going to have an illustration that Moses has written here in these first five books in Numbers. Right? Remember, he's writing all this down. Verse 32, And now the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, and they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Now what was bad about that? No work on the Sabbath. You work other six days, and on the seventh day, you're supposed to be a day holy unto the Lord because it's a pattern that God has set up for his people that falls back when God made the heavens and earth. He did it in six days, and he, and he took the seventh one off. God took it off to, to look at everything he had done and said, it is good. And so when he forms his own people, he says, I want you to work six but on the seventh, I want it to be a day of rest, a day of reflection, and a day that you can focus on me more. So this person is turning it into a all work every day. Get ahead. 
Get some wood. Do something or another. My mind, my mind's a lot of places. Like I, I heard about a famous person who, a coach, who became a senator. We have a senator that was a coach. Huh? No, this is uh, another one. Yeah, I wasn't gonna mention names, but. Yeah, the, na the yeah that name that floated across the room, and uh, somebody was talking about people in our government, and one of the things that they mentioned was that they knew about all of this that's about to happen with the uh, Russian invasion, and so he wasn't the only one that did it, but some other senators and congressmen decided that they would buy some stock all of a sudden a few days before stuff went out and it happened that, that they bought stock in the defense you know companies that produce weapons and things uh, You know, I just saw these old movies like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which was a great movie, and don't you wish that all the Congress people, men and women, were like Mr. Smith? It's sad. It's sad that they would trade on information that they knew. It's just like this. It's, isn't it the same thing? I'm sure that a lot of them follow God, are in church today, but their right hand doesn't seem to know what their own left hand is doing. And they're both connected to his same body. So their words and their actions should match what they say. whoever they are, whichever the branch of government. i got to get off this because I'm just really tired of people getting in public in front of the cameras and telling us what to do, and then we find out that they're not doing it. They just did this as a political thing because they've taken some sort of survey and found out that people really like this idea. They had no intention of doing it. How they lived, the, and I want to go, you know what? God is there the whole time, whether you're on camera or not. And you're going to reap what you sow. And the people under you in your particular country of the world are going to reap what you have sowed as the leaders. Okay. So this guy's gathering wood, 33. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they put him in custody. They, like, you know, locked him up, sort of. Because it had been declared 
what should until you know because it had not been declared what what was to be done to him and then verse 35 then the lord said to moses the man shall surely be put to death all the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp wow god wow that's pretty harsh on the other hand god's saying i came up with this seven day thing take the seventh day off i said don't work you have gone against me, this guy has. You, you don't truly follow me. You, you follow me out of convenience and because you're here with the rest of them. But you don't honor me. So, you, the congregation of my people out here in the desert, I want you to keep these rules that I've set up because they're good for you. And he's not. So, I guess I want you to make an example of him. Jamie, is that how you, people that read the Bible through twice, is that, did y'all get on this verse or you just skipped these verses? Y'all took these right on? Okay. Verse 36, so all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And then the Lord also spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels. Benjamin, this is a tassel right here. Right there. On the end of the, okay. So, make tassels for the corners of their garments throughout their generations that they shall put on the tassel on each corn, corner a cord of blue. Now, I showed it to you, right? It's blue. It's blue and white. Right? Blue and white. There's one. There's one on all four corners of this prayer shawl you know and they kind of they wear this around their around their waist they keep it on their cell so they might have it around their neck or they have it around their waist but they make a little tent for it and whenever they pray before God they spread this out over their head to honor him and his holiness and these four tassels are hanging down 39 and it should be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord so as to do them and not follow after your own heart and your own eyes like the guy with the wood, after which you played the harlot, so that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. And that's the all cap word of Lord, which is what we say, Yahweh. It's those letters. We don't pronounce them. Yeah. Adonai, the anointed one. Now, the next chapter is about Korah's rebellion, and that's where the ground opens up. And wow. Chapter 16 is just more big things. Korah them, he's a Levite, and him and these other guys come to Moses and Aaron and say, we don't like what you're doing. And Moses and Aaron didn't go decide that they would have these jobs. God decided to give, have them do these things. And I really like how they act because they don't go, well, we're in charge. How dare you? No. Every time somebody in rebellion does something, they know God pretty well. Moses does, and Aaron's been right there with him, and he knows him pretty well. 
they fall on their faces on the ground. They're afraid for the other people because they know they're not obeying God. And God is loving, but God is just. And he's not going to let them get by with it. I hear myself just repeating the same old stuff in my head, but, you know, when the surveys come out and they talk about our culture and that many people are no longer involved in church, and I think, well, they're no longer involved in church because of places that they have been. It's lost its saltiness. It's lost its light. It's lost God coming. It's lost. They don't have stories of God healing or delivering or answering prayer, whatever the prayers were. So Benjamin, you got a great name. Did your mom tell you about how great your name is? There's some really good stories about Benjamin and, and when he was born and his mom. Yeah, yeah, the name, it also, it also has a meaning to it. The word, even the name Benjamin has a meaning. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So since you and I might not wear a tallit all the time, you'll just have to have your own little set of tassels to, in your heart to remember that God loves you and that you love him. So you do all your might to follow him and do things. And if you, And if you don't, and the Holy Spirit convicts you, because he does that every so often about something, then stop and apologize and go, you're right. I love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for telling me. Lord, we ask you to bless all the people The Russians, the Ukrainians, the Poles are next door and other, the other countries there and just all the suffering, all the ones that have lost loved ones needlessly, all the accidents that's taken lives, all just buildings falling over that are being hit by rockets or bombs or things and we ask you to bring your justice to bear 
on those that should come under your justice and your your discipline and bring repentance to those that need to repent and we're not there and we're not part we're not there in person i don't I, I probably know some people over that way but let us not sin against other people and our thoughts and our actions May we be like Moses and Aaron, Lord. May, may we, instead of become haughty and, and puffed up, and may, may we get down low. May we come before you for the sake of others. May we intercede for them. May we ask you to be merciful. We know you are, and we know you like us to to speak on the behalf of others. We thank you for this Lord's Day. We thank you that we, we are just in awe that your arm is not too short. That you hear when we all cry out. We bless you, Lord. We know we're heading toward Easter. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have not run away, and that you're in touch with everything that each of us feel, that you are talking to our Father about those things that you're sending the Spirit at times to do things. The Holy Spirit, you're so good at honoring our Father and Jesus, our Lord, and you just thank you for being with us. Thank you. Your stillness be within us. See, each of us here and those online, and will you move upon the things that are on their hearts? Will you fill us with patience and love and joy and trust in you and, and each other? That we might see each other, that we might see people walking down the street or someplace and have an ear to hear what it is you want us to do, whether to send up a word to you or do something physical and help. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We come before you in prayer. Amen.